Good morning to all of you. This is indeed the Sugar Right Show on 91.5 FM, WMFO in Medford, Tusk, Farm Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thank you for making this show part of your morning. It is good to be here, good to be back with you this week as I'm able to do the show. And we got a lot to get into over the course of the next hour. I'm here with you from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Wednesday mornings right here on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. You can call in and leave a voice message at 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636. And I figure I start the show talking about the Boston Celtics because, let's face it, right now, there's not much going on in Boston sports. Patriots season's over. NFL season's over. Red Sox spring training still getting underway with spring training games slated to start on Sunday. And the Bruins, they're rolling. And they got me a believer in this team this season. But we're not going to start the show talking about the Bruins. We're going to start the show talking about the Boston Celtics. Because... After Sunday's game against the New Orleans Pelicans, it's time for an epic ton lashing in every proportions for this team. Hit me up on social media. Let me know if you're listening. At Shukri Writes, at S-H-U-K-R-I-W-R-I-G-H-T-S. Hit me up on Instagram, at S-W-R-I-G-H-T-S-R-A-D-I-O underscore S-Writes-Radio. See, this is the problem that I have with the Boston Celtics here in 2021. It isn't a matter of lack of talent. It isn't a matter of construct or roster construct. It isn't a matter of can this team compete. This is a matter of so many different factors that goes into what is wrong with the Boston Celtics. It's not just one particular thing. And as I begin this morning's show, I am extremely pissed off with this Boston Celtics team. And this is why. Because the Boston Celtics continue to show me exactly why I am very low on this team. I am a firm believer that this so-called lull that the Boston Celtics have been in for a little while now, it's a little bit more than just a lull. Rather, it's an indication of exactly who they are and what they are as a team and organization. An organization that lives on its past laurels, not working towards its future, or should I say its present. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm going to say what needs to be said. Danny Ainge needs to go he's got to go here is why Danny Ainge went on the Touch and Rich radio program on the on 98.5 the Sports Hub he did an interview in which he basically said that this team is not a championship team oh really But see, that statement in itself is not why I'm upset. I knew this team wasn't a championship contending team based on the moves or lack thereof that they made during the offseason. 
But here's the issue, ladies and gentlemen. Who does he have to blame? Himself. Because here's the issue that I have with Danny Ainge. We've heard for a while now that Danny Ainge is Trader Danny, Trader Danny, Trader Danny, Trader Danny, Trader Danny. Nice until you run out of assets that you can use to trade to get bigger pieces. You want to know what's hilarious? Back in 2017, he had the opportunity to go out and make a trade for DeMarcus Cousins. And they didn't make that trade. Instead, he goes out and makes the trade for Kyrie Irving. And sends Isaiah Thomas, whom at that time was the heart and soul of the Boston Celtics. Fine. But the point that I'm making here is that Danny Ainge continues to show exactly why the Celtics are not going anywhere in the next few years in regards to this team being a legitimate championship contender. The problem is that this organization has a tendency to not think progressively, not think forward in terms of building a championship roster. Go look around the teams in the league, the championship contenders, that is. You go out and you look at the Lakers, for example. You go out and you look at the Miami Heat. You go and look at the, the San Antonio Spurs once upon a time. I'm using them as an example. You go out and you look at the Denver Nuggets. You look at teams that have a chance to compete, to contend for an NBA title this season. And the Boston Celtics are not that team. Why? Oh, that's right. You wanted to hold on to draft picks for Lord knows what reason, I don't know. And frankly, you hoarded on to all those draft picks. Not all of them has panned out. Frankly, I think you're drafting with the exception of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have absolutely sucked in the last five years. Again, with the exception of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I have not found Danny Ainge's drafting to be impressive. Not even close. Marcus Smart, okay, I'll give you that. But that was, what, 2014? Right. Who else? Taco Fall. Jerry's still out on him, but he spent most of his time in the NBA G League. Peyton Pritchard, we're still seeing the fruits of his labor. Jerry is still out on Pritchard. Who else? Okay, you go out and you get Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague. Cool. Does Does those moves make this team a championship contender? No. Does it address a need? Maybe. But when I hear that the president... Of the Celtics, the general manager goes out and said, this is not a championship team. No, really. Whose fault is that? You're the one that put the, put the roster together. No one else. You see, someone on my Twitter a few days ago said something so true. And I think it's really worth repeating on the radio show. In which that 
it's amazing how Bill Belichick gets torn to shreds in this city after one bad season in 20 years. But Danny Ainge and the Boston Celtics don't they don't get torn apart or don't they don't, they don't face the same scrutiny that the New England Patriots face. Why is that? Boston, time to change that. It is time to light a fire in the behinds of the Boston Celtics. Because after what we saw on Sunday against the Pelicans blowing a 24-point lead, it's time. Danny Ainge, what have you done with this team? What have you done? Because I can't believe the absolute garbage that I'm looking at with this team right now. This team is barely holding its head above water right now. And I'm supposed to be sold that this team is a championship team this season. Don't insult my intelligence. Don't. When you have had two of your players quit in the same game. I got news for you. This is a bad sign. Why should I sit here and feel any type of hope regarding the Boston Celtics in terms of this team in this season? Is the season over? No. But you're not going to sit here and try to overrate our own players and wish that the players that we have right now, that doesn't make them a championship contender. Sorry. Enough is enough. You've gotten by by one championship in the last, what, 20 years? 2007, 2008. Congratulations. That was a long time ago, but I'm not living in the past. What I am living in is in the present, and this team absolutely sucks. This team blows. It's 15 and 15 through 30 games. 30 games through this season out of 72 games. You're 15 and 15. And you think I'm supposed to feel good about this team moving forward? Absolutely not. Danny Ainge, here's a question for you. Why the hell did you hold on to those draft picks for for so long, huh? What was your what's your philosophy in terms of holding on to draft picks instead of using it as trade assets to make a move to actually make this team better? Huh? Because I am sick and tired about Hearing about guys like Robert Williams who continues to impress with impacts and highlights. I don't give a damn about highlights. What I give a damn about is players that you bring onto this team that's able to ex- execute in the rules that they're given in. And right now, they're not executing. They're not executing. They're not good enough. Kimber Walker, for the life of me, what in God's name has gotten into Kimber Walker? Can someone tell me? I'll wait. I will gladly wait. Because it really makes me borderline angry that Campbell Walker has been given all this money by none other than Danny Ainge. Again, another Danny Ainge move gone wrong. He's given so much money and he's struggling offensively and then on top of that, he can't stay healthy? You want to know what this reminds me of now? Oh, that's right. Gordon Hayward, you gave him a lot of money in the summer of 2017. 
by in large part, could not stay healthy while he was here in Boston. And he goes on to Charlotte and what, he's now producing at an all-star level? Oh, that's supposed to be coincidence? No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. In fact, what I think is an indictment of is both Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens. Oh, by the way, Brad Stevens is not getting off easy. (laughs) He's not getting off easy from this at all. Brad Stevens, we need to talk. Because last time I checked, you haven't accomplished a damn thing since you got to Boston. Oh, you got to three Eastern Conference Finals in the last four years. Congratulations. You can't get it, you can't get over the hump. What have you proven to me? Oh, that's right. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You can get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but you can't get to the big dance. You are like the average looking guy who can score a date with the average looking girl, but can't get himself a date with a female who looks like who's a who's bought a, a nine or a ten. And by the way, I am not objectifying women here at all. At all. But my point is, he is good enough for the team who is the little injured that could, not not good enough for a team that has championship expectations. Because I'm just about fed up with Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge. In fact, both of them need to go. Where the hell is the owner in all of this, by the way? Hmm? Oh, that's right. Quiet. You have not heard a word or a peep out of the owner from the Boston Celtics so far. Expressing disappointment, frustration, nothing. But it's Celtics fans like myself and those that work covering the Celtics who have to write about, well... This team and that team and the issues. No, the issues run as deep as they were not given the right pieces that they need to go out and compete for a title. I'm sorry. When you lose in six games to the to the Miami Heat, I would think that, hmm, let me see. What do I have? What can I do to actually make this team better? But yet you settle for second-level talent. Like Jeff Teague and Tristan Thompson, and I'm not slamming those guys at all, but however, are they really the guys that we really need? And by we, I mean the Celtics. Honestly and truthfully. And what gets me really annoyed is that there's something about the way that this roster has been put together that I absolutely do not like at all. In this bench, I'm supposed to be excited? When your bench consists of guys like Daniel Tice, Sammy Ojale, huh? Am I supposed to be excited for guys like Grant Williams coming off the bench or Robert Williams III coming off the bench or Tremont Waters? No. How does that excite me? How does that make this team dangerous come playoff time? Oh, that's right. Good enough to get to the conference finals, but this season, if they make the, if they make the playoffs, and I mean if they make the playoffs, they're not good enough to get out the first round. I don't buy it. I don't buy this team at all. And it seems like the people who are in charge of this team, such as Brad Stevens, failing as a head coach. Also, the GM, Danny Ainge, failing as a GM. And I'm supposed to sit here and feel good about this team? 
what are we doing? What in God's green earth are we honestly doing with the Boston Celtics right now? What have we been doing? Because the slump that this team has been is an indictment against Danny Ainge. Enough is enough with the coddling with this team. I'm not going to coddle these guys anymore. And yes, I admit, I have, I don't talk about the Celtics enough on this show. I admit that. But that's going to change. Until this team actually wakes the hell up, that is what we're going to do. Talk about the Celtics, what they're not doing. Because this team isn't good enough. And Jason Tatum, he's not above reproach right now. Okay, I'll give you that, Jalen Brown. He's averaging 25.5 points per game. Great. But as far as Tatum goes, okay, he's averaging 26 points per game. But where is the leadership on this team? That's right. There are no true leaders on this team. Hmm, I wonder why. Because Danny Ainge continues to go out and get scrub-like players for this team and wish that, guess what, you're getting scrub-like results. That's where you are. So you give Brad Stevens chicken soup in hopes that he can find a way to take his team to the NBA Finals? It ain't happening. Congratulations. You found out exactly what it is. You get what you pay for. Both Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens needs to go. It's time. Because this organization needs a serious wake-up call. We have been the little engine that could for far too long. And I've had it. I have absolutely had it and i hope Celtic fans feel the same way that i feel because i am angry i am angry with this team i am angry with brad stevens and i am angry with danny ainge where the hell is the owner in all of this that's right peep silence that should bother you it should make you mad Enough is enough with the Boston Celtics. Prove me wrong. You want to get mad? Show me what you can do. Show me that this team can play like a collective team. But that's right. This team isn't good enough. Coming up next. We're going to talk about the Boston Bruins. And hopefully this will put me in a lot better mood. Because right now I am angry with the Boston Celtics. And you should be too. That and much more coming up next right here on the Shuki Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. This is Shuki Wright. You're listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Touch Free Farm Radio. Shuki Nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Also on demand as part of the Shuki Wright podcast on iHeartRadio. center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. 
Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me. Your backyard fire pit that accidentally started a wildfire. When a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Can you tell if the surfaces in this kitchen are crawling with bacteria that could cause chronic arthritis? Listen. Can't, can you? You can't see it either. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands frequently with soapy water while preparing food, especially when handling raw meats or eggs. Raw food may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year, and roughly 3,000 will die. But you can keep your family safer by cleaning with soap and water as you go. Learn more about this and other important information. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. That's foodsafety.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Chris, can you put the video game controller down for a second? I can talk and play. Oh, I'm totally annihilating this punk kid in Nebraska. I just feel like you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. M2, M2! Well, you know, you still ride your skateboard to work, there's the comic book collection, the race car bed. Look, I'm young at heart, but I put money to my 401k every paycheck. I picked up a few savings tips at feedthepig.org. I have control of my financial life now, and that feels pretty grown up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. For free ideas and easy tips on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. So, I bet I look like a grown up to you now. Well, except for the footy pajamas, I'd have to agree. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, South Reform Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening to this program this morning, thank you for making this show part of your of your morning. And as always, I just want to 
uh, take the time to do some housekeeping items as a reminder in pertaining to the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO. That is, you can listen to every broadcast of the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford on iHeartRadio. You could listen to it on demand as part of the Shukri Rights podcast, which you can find on iHeartRadio and wherever you get your podcast. Just wanted to remind you of that as well. And also, also on the Sugar Rights Podcast, you will be able to listen to all archives of my national radio show, which is called The Shoe with Sugar Rights, which airs on the Pacifica Radio Network. You can listen to it on demand there as well on the Sugar Rights Podcast on iHeartRadio and wherever you get your podcast as well. Now, the first segment of the show, I was in a really bad mood in regards to the Boston Celtics. The Bruins, on the other hand, have put me in a really happy place. I'll be the first to tell you that for a fact. Now, regarding the Boston Bruins, (laughs) man, listen. When I tell you that the Bruins look absolutely impressive on Sunday night as it pertains to their outdoor game in Lake Tahoe, against the Philadelphia Flyers, they were absolutely outstanding. I mean, from the way that the game started to how it ended, David Pasternak absolutely stole the show. Let's start with talking about the jerseys, shall we? Because the jerseys were absolutely just beautiful to look at, especially on TV. They look absolutely marvelous. Um, Kudos to whoever came up with the idea that the Bruins retro reverse jerseys were going to be uh, yellow, the yellow being the main color, and then the spoke be emblem from like the early 90s, like 1990 and so forth. It looks phenomenal. It looked fantastic on television. And I definitely want to point out something that um, that, that is worth mentioning that David Pasenak, I mean, if there was ever a moment in time that he went out and absolutely proved himself even more. Not that he needed to. It was during this game. Because last week, last week I was listening to the radio. And, I, and I, I'm and i a fan of like 98.5 The Sports Hub and so forth. And I was listening to the Felgore Mass program. And I heard one Mass say, David Postonak is overrated. I would trade him for 33-year-old Sidney Crosby. Now, Crosby is the best player of, of this generation. No disrespect to us, Crosby. But when I heard Maserati say what he said, my thoughts were, is this man high? Is this man really serious? Like, I really was I was pretty damn near close to cursing up a storm. I, I, I choose to use use different words. But also get my points across as well. Now, Pasenak, he goes out. He goes out and he just absolutely dominates in this game. And Pasenak scored his first goal with 34 seconds into this game, which was, which was absolutely, absolutely just marvelous to watch. Because, I mean, if Pasenak is not the best young sniper in the league right now, and by the way, he's only 24 years old. I don't know who is the best young sniper in the league right now is David Pasenak. I'm not saying this to to blow smoke up anyone's rear end or anything like that. 
But you talk about a player who is absolutely dynamic. He's got 14 points through nine games, nine of which are goals and five assists. What more can you possibly ask for? I mean, this guy is an absolute sniper. There's just no other way to getting around it. I mean, ever since ever since the start of the twenty uh the twenty sixteen seventeen season, this guy has consistently scored thirty or more goals every full season since. And what more can you possibly ask for? And what's amazing is that remember Pasenak only played in sixty six games in the 2018-19 season, in which we got to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals, and he still managed to score 38 goals. Which is amazing, isn't it? But yet, according to some pundits in Boston, he's overrated. Crazy, right? I got more. I just want to talk about the, the game, so I'm going to come back to Pasternak in just a moment. Because if you go back and you look at the scoring from the game up and down from the Boston Bruins... I'll be the first to tell you that it was it was pretty damn impressive. I mean, first and foremost, for Trent Frederick, <laughs> for for Trent Frederick to get his first goal at Lake Tahoe, his first NHL goal, you not know how impressive that is. Like that is absolutely just unreal. You want to talk about what a time to actually get your first goal? Like, are you kidding me? Like, I thought it was absolutely just amazing to watch. And then you talk about, again, the scoring. You had guys like McAvoy chipping in, Charlie Coyle finally, and I mean finally, breaking out of his scoreless slump because I was beginning to get really annoyed and concerned that why isn't this man scoring? But he finally broke through. He got his goal, his first goal of the season. Um, in, in that Sunday night game. And then, as I mentioned, Charlie McAvoy. If Charlie McAvoy is not one of your top five or, five or six defensemen in, in the NHL right now, then I don't know who is. I don't know what have you been watching. Because to see McAvoy really grow in fully into that number one defenseman role that we've been hoping that he'd grow into once either Sedano Char retired or stepped away from the team... He's become that. But unfortunately, it took Chara going to Washington before McAvoy could really become that number one defenseman that the Bruins have long projected him to be. And he's become every bit of that. But can we talk about Nick Ritchie? I want to talk about Nick Ritchie because I gave Nick Ritchie a lot of slack last season given that he was a damn near carbon copy of his brother, Brett Ritchie. And I'm sure Bruin fans hearing that name are rolling their eyes right now. I'm with you. I understand. But Nick Ritchie has been a very pleasant surprise for the Boston Bruins this season in terms of his scoring. If you would have told me that Nick Ritchie was going to be one of the big reasons why the Bruins are 11-3-2 currently right now going into the Thursday night game, I wouldn't have believed you. It's just absolutely amazing how much how much he has grown offensively, and I give him a lot of credit. Can he keep this up? We'll see. But how about Brad Marchand chipping in a goal? <laughs> Connor Clifton, Craig Smith, John Moore. John Moore, who after uh, last week 
believe it was Thursday night, and I said that John Moore was a liability defensively. It's good to see him to be able to get out there and actually contribute for once. But the domination of the Boston Bruins against the Flyers is absolutely unbelievable. The Bruins are now 5-0-0 against the Philadelphia Flyers this season. You want to know just how remarkable that is? Because I believe that the Flyers, and the, and the Flyers are still, they're still contenders in the Eastern Division right now. But for some reason, and for reasons that I can't necessarily truly explain, the Bruins seem to have the Flyers number this season, especially against Carter Hart. I mean, they chased Carter Hart after that second period and wished that the Bruins scored four goals. They scored four goals against Carter Hart in the second period of that game on Sunday night against the Philadelphia Flyers. There's, there's got to be a psychological aspect to it because I was talking to my friend about this and my friend, he's a, he's a big Flyers fan. And I was saying that I don't know if it's technical, maybe his technique is off or maybe his inability to control the rebound or the fact that a lot of the goals that he's allowed have come top shelf or short side. But it's become mental at this point. I don't get it. I don't get it. If you if you're the Flyers and you're watching this as it was unfolding, you have to be saying to yourself, "What on earth is going on with Carter Hart? He went from being a brick on a wall to being an absolute puddle. How does that happen? It doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen often. That's the thing that I can't help but to but to look at, and I say, hmm. Well, at least the Bruins have their number, which is good news. But as far as the Bruins go, I think it's pretty safe to say that the Bruins, I don't know what it is, but they got something very special brewing right now with this team. They got something special with this team. I'm not sitting here saying that they're going to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, that would be great, especially given that this year marks 10 years since the Bruins last won the Stanley Cup in 2011, that would be marvelous. But but what I will say is that I think it's absolutely amazing what we're seeing with this Bruins team, how well they're able to gel as a team. And with the questions that we've seen so far regarding the scoring, regarding what the blue line was going to look like, this team has shown me a lot so far. And I will admit this. They do concern me in terms of in terms of the blue line. Because they did get bit hard again as they lo- they lost another left-handed shot defenseman prior to the game against the Flyers. As far as what it will mean moving forward, I mean time remains to be seen. But losing Jeremy Laws on was was rough. It was rough because that's now three left-handed shooting defensemen who are now currently out for the Boston Bruins. The depth on the blue line will definitely be tested for sure if it hasn't been already. But the injuries along the blue line, does it cause for concern? Absolutely. But do I think that this team will be able to sustain and weather the injury bug that has bit the Boston Bruins on the blue line? Absolutely. I think they can. I think they will. But that remains to be seen. 
Coming up next, I'm going to give you my thoughts on what Erod Eduardo Rodriguez said in regarding to not sleeping on the 2021 Boston Red Sox. I'm going to give you my thoughts on that coming up next right here on the Shuki Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. This is Shuki Wright. You are listening to 91.5 FM WMFO and Medford Tusk Reform Radio streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org available on demand as part of the Shuki podcast on iHeartRadio and wherever you get your podcasts. city where danger lurks. Today, a new creature walks among us, causing fear, mayhem, and injury. Stay back, children. Look out for the dreaded digital deadwalkers. They're not looking out for you. With faces pressed against their little handheld devices, they put all good citizens in harm's way. Hey, pal. Pardon you. The digital deadwalkers are multiplying. Until their behavior patterns can be modified, the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons warns all innocent people to stay alert. Better yet, to step up and speak out. Oh, hey, dude, I'm walking here. Oh, I, sorry, I didn't see you. A public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons who want to keep everyone well-connected with healthy bones. John. We can't keep putting this off. Okay, I'll clean the gutters. I'm talking about your dad. Well, what can we do? He wants to stay in his house. We can make his house safer. Yeah, I worry about the steps. Perfect world, there are no steps, but he does have steps. And that banister only goes halfway up. And all those little throw rugs are falls waiting to happen. So what about his prescription meds? If he forgets and takes them twice, he could get really dizzy. Right. We could get him one of those daily pill counters. And he should have some sturdy hand grips in the bathroom and shower. This is all easy to do. You know he's a proud guy. He's not going to take all our fussing lying down. That's the idea. For older people, falling and breaking a hip can be devastating. For more tips on making homes safer, visit orthoinfo.org slash falls. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons and the Orthopedic Trauma Association. Now please, clean the gutters. Just be careful on the ladder. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I, I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a I sunny up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. 
a public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Tuskegee, from radio streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Thank you for making this show part of your morning. And we're going to talk about the Boston Red Sox and as well as Eduardo Rodriguez. Now, let me start out by saying this. I understand that spring training usually means hope springs eternal, that everybody's got a chance and anything can happen during the course of a 162-game season. But usually at the beginning of spring training, you have a pretty good idea as to who will be a legitimate championship contender, who is considered to be a pretender, and the teams that lay somewhere in the middle. The Red Sox... I guess you could say I consider them to be more in the middle, more than anywhere else in that spectrum. Now, before you begin to jump down my throat and want to rip up my esophagus and whatever else you want to do, because I sound like a complete hater, but let me start off by saying that I like to be a realist, and I have a hard time even believing that the 2021 Boston Red Sox are a legitimate World Series contender, let alone a playoff contender at this point. And Eduardo Rodriguez came out and said this a couple of days ago in which that he was saying that basically, quote, I feel like we have a really good rotation, and when Sale gets back, it's going to be way better. I was just going to say, don't sleep on us. Because we're coming in really good. I've been out there the past three days with the guys, and we look really good. End quote. Well, Eduardo Rodriguez, let me stick pins inside your balloon, if you will, please. I'll take your word that the guys look really good, and guys are supposed to look really good in the early stages of spring training. But let me also make this abundantly clear. The team is not good enough to contend for a postseason spot in 2021. We're not even talking World Series or World Series of bust or championship aspirations. Now, I'll be the first to tell you this. The fact that let's start with the position players. The fact that Michael Chavis is battling for a spot. This spring training under the return of Alex Cora should tell you an awful lot about where this team is. This team is simply a team that's in the midst of a rebuild. Let's be honest. Of course, Erod, you're going to say that because you want the fan base to have hope. And I and listen, I'm all for it. But again, in the spirit of being the realist, the Red Sox. Uh, I'm not taking them a whole, very seriously this season. Why should I? Why should I realistically take this team very seriously in 2021? What has the Red Sox done to prove to me that they are going to be a playoff contender in 2021? Please tell me. I don't see it. But here's the problem. Again, I'm starting with Michael Chavis because in particular because his storyline going into spring training is actually one of absolute alarm. First month of the big leagues, 
This was back in April of 2019. Chavis, nine homers, batted 296, slug 592. But ever since, in the 427 play appearances he's had ever since then, he's only batted 228 with only 14 home runs and 147 strikeouts. And then that also leads to Alice Cora coming out and saying, quote, there's nothing guaranteed on this roster. Of course, there are certain guys who are here to get ready for the season. But in his case, he needs to prove to us that he's made adjustments throughout the offseason. And although spring training is spring training, I would love to see him make hard, making hard contact, cutting the chase rate. And if he does that, he'll put himself in, in a good position. End quote. Does that sound like a manager that has a whole lot of faith in Michael Chavis? Not really, which is why he said that he's here to battle for a roster spot. Nothing's earned. Nothing's a given. Some guys you can say, okay, they're going to make the make the roster. They're going to make the 25-man roster. Xander Bogarts, guaranteed shoot in. Rafael Divers, guaranteed shoot in. I mean, as far as anyone else, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe, and I mean, maybe Alex Verdugo, maybe a shoe-in at this point. But as far as anybody else, not really. In terms of the position players, not really. And here's what's interesting. By the way, Jackie Bradley Jr., he's still a free agent. And then the Red Sox, they're still maintaining the position being led by Heim Bloom, that they're going to try to stay below the collective bargaining tax threshold of $210 million. Bradley is not expected to be back with the Red Sox, but Heim Bloom is keeping tabs on JBJ. But we will see. We will absolutely see. Now, I will also go back to the point about Eduardo Rodriguez. I understand that you're trying to provide a glimpse as to why the Red Sox could potentially be that dangerous team in 2021, but I don't see it. There's holes up and down this roster, whether you want to admit it to it or not. Garrett Richards is a guy in which that I think he could make this roster, given that there is a need for pitching on this Red Sox team. But I don't see this roster being good enough to contend for a postseason spot. Maybe in 2020, had they not got off to such a putrid start to the 2020 shortened season, maybe. And you had expanded postseason then, and you couldn't take advantage. But in 2021, with the postseason format going back to what it was in 2019, hmm. again, I'm not convinced that the Red Sox are going to be that team that contends for a postseason spot. I don't see it. Now, I will also make this interesting point. Now, Cora came out and said that Garrett Richards can really reminds him a lot of Kevin Brown. Now, for the young folks who don't know who Kevin Brown was, Kevin Brown was a major league starter 
in the major leagues for a long time, in the 90s and early 2000s. I remember him most when he was a Florida Marlin and a San Diego Padre that one year before he signed that free agent deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's who I that's who who and how I remember Kevin Brown, the former major league baseball starting pitcher. Alex Cora came out and said that Garrett Richards reminds him reminds him of Kevin Brown. You talking about stuff wise? Yeah. I could see it, but I don't know if that's necessarily a compliment or if that's a comparison or someone that I want to be compared to. I don't think that's a comparison that I would even be want to be compared to. This is what Corey said. He said, quote, you see Rich's woman up today and I pulled first base coach Tom Goodwin aside and said, look at this guy. He reminds you of Kevin Brown. And Garrett, so far, he's had a lot of injuries. We talk about his stuff, and we're comparing him with one of the best that we've seen. Okay. I respect your opinion, but Kevin Brown is not one of the best pitchers that I've seen in my lifetime. If you want to make that comparison in terms of one of the best pitchers that I've seen in my lifetime who played for the Red Sox, Pedro Martinez. But Garrett Richards is no Pedro Martinez. I like Garrett Richards, his raw stuff a lot. I really do. But comparing him to Kevin Brown, okay. But to say that we're comparing him to one of the best that we've seen, eh, pump the brakes a little bit, my man. Pump the brakes. Kevin Brown is not one of the best pitchers that I've seen. Pedro Martinez is. In terms of Red Sox pitchers, sure. Pedro. But... Gary Richards is no, no Pedro Martinez, and nor am I comparing him to Pedro at all. I just want to make that abundantly clear. Also, I would even go as far and go ahead and even add that there are a couple of guys who I think that are going to be considered for contract extensions, and I think it's worth talking about. Eduardo Rodriguez and Rafael Devers. But keep in mind of this, though. Devers has three more years of club control. Erod is eligible for free agency after the 2021 regular season. So the question becomes this. If you're the Red Sox, let's start with Rafael Devers first. If you're the Red Sox, why should you extend... Rafael Devers now, given that he has three more years of club control. Here's one reason why I think you should. And I want you to think about this long and hard. First reason. I don't know why, but I thought this came to mind. I think of guys like Fernando Tatis Jr. And by no means am I comparing Rafael Devers to Fernando Tatis Jr. But... The way that I see it, you take advantage of the fact that you extend him now. You are able to pay him what you deem that he is valued as. Because if you wait and he continues to get better, 
especially after 2019, you're going to be paying a lot more. And you don't want to take the risk of losing Rafael Devers. I don't think you want to take that chance. And I think that's one reason why I think the Red Sox will be wise to extend Rafael Devers now. You got the three more years of club control. Then after that, you pay him at the rate and at the annual average value that you think that he could be as long as he doesn't hit the free agency market. I don't think it's a crazy thought. I think it's realistic. I think it's smart. Now, as far as Eduardo Rodriguez, he's the one guy that has maintained his health. He's shown you what he can do when healthy. And I know I'm going based off one the one year that he he made 34 starts, he won 19 games and so forth. But right now, he is the only sure thing that you got in this rotation. Chris Sale is coming back, but I'm not banking on him being able to maintain his health for the remainder of his career, for the remainder of the contract that he signed prior to the start of the 2019 season. I'm not banking on it at all. And I wholeheartedly believe that if you are the Red Sox, what exactly do you have to lose by extending Devers and Rodriguez now? Why not make that deal? Make the move and extend them both now. Because at the end of the day, it's a win-win situation. And you can end up being the winner before either one of those men hit the free agency market. Coming up next, final thoughts for you right here on the Shooker Right Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. This is Shooker Right, so you're listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Tuskegee from radio streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Some doses are so strong they kill. Heroin is so vicious that the criminals who make the big money in heroin don't use it. They know a lot of reasons why heroin is very, very dumb. Maybe that's why they call it dope. If you have an encounter with police, MassCan wants you to know your rights. What you say to the police officer is always important. What you say can be used against you, and if you mouth off in any way, it can give them a reason to arrest you. Be respectful. If you're in a car, you must show your driver's license and registration, but in other situations, you cannot be legally arrested for refusing to identify yourself. You don't have to answer an officer's questions. Never consent to any search of yourself, your car, or your house. 
If you do consent to a search, it will affect your rights later in court. If the cops say they have a search warrant, ask to see it. You should always exercise your right to remain silent. You have the right to have an attorney present during any questioning. Don't interfere with or obstruct the police, because you can get arrested for that. Ask the officer if you're free to leave. Remember, you're a busy person with people to meet and perhaps a job to get to. At MassCan, we think that marijuana should be legal, taxed and regulated just like alcohol and cigarettes. But if you're under the influence of anything, leave the driving to somebody else. For more information, please visit our website at masscan.org. That's M-A-S-S-C-A-N-N dot O-R-G. Welcome back to the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Tusk, from Radio Streaming Nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Hope you are having a great start to your Wednesday morning, wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening. And for those who may be listening to the podcast later on, hope you are having a great day doing whatever you may be doing. Um, always appreciate it. Always appreciate my listeners, whether they're listening to the stream on, on the TuneIn Radio app or those who listen on the podcast on iHeartRadio and wherever you may get your podcast. Always sincerely appreciate it. Now, with that being said, it is time for Final Thoughts. And Final Thoughts, as always, is brought to you by your truly Shukri Rates here on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. I would like to say that, first and foremost, if you are ever going to take that next step in life, sometimes sticking to what you know and what you've always have known may not be the best course of action to help you get to where you need to be. Now, this is in reference to the Boston Celtics because the frustration quo has grown with this team and it's gotten to a point where I'm openly calling out the organization saying they need to change how they have been doing things. How they have been doing things has not worked and hasn't been working for a while. Something has to radically change. And in fact, in order to effectively enforce that radical change, you're going to need a total shift in your philosophy. And life teaches us sometimes that, hey, everything has a shelf life. Everything has a shelf life. And even during that shelf time that in which that the time has run out, there are lessons to be learned along that way. And I firmly believe that now is the time for radical changes to come to the Boston Celtics at the TD Garden. They need to change how they have done things for the longest of time. With that being said, that's going to wrap up the show here on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. I look forward to talking to you again next week. This is Shukri Wrights signing off. You are listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford.